right. Good. We're recording? The audio is recording. Do I look at the camera? Uh, you can. Look at me, look at the camera, but whatever you do, make it feel forced <laughs> as you go back and forth. <laughs> Should right. I keep my hands on the table? Uh, you can do whatever you want to with your hands. Also, let's make sure that we get some brand recognition here. For this Polar brand. Hello. Hi. Welcome to the DC Podcast. My name is Sean DeMars, and you may have noticed that Russell has... I'm Russell. ...changed the way he looks substantially. Either that or... The more likely explanation that Russell is not on this episode. Oh, hi. Russell, very kindly, after our last episode that we did on building a platform and then giving it away, right, mm -hmm. uh, has allowed me, the co-co-assistant to the podcaster, take the lead on this one. I'm and it's not going well. <laughs> but who, hey, who are you? Eventually, I'll get to talk. Yeah, right? yeah, it'll be you. <clears throat> uh, my name is Grant Miller. Okay. What, are, else, what you, else would you Are like you giving know? an eighth grade report? Yes. Okay. You are Grant Miller, and who are you? Why should anybody out there care what you have to say? Who are you? They shouldn't. Okay. Um, I am an elder at Sixth Avenue with Sean and Russell. Yeah. I'm also the, what would you call me? The the music leader? Yeah. Worship pastor? Extraordinary? <laughs> I would not call you that. No, we don't do that. I would say extraordinary. You're the music leader extraordinaire. Hmm. Yeah. You are husband to? Uh, Allison. Okay. Father to four children. Do I need to know their names? They don't need to know their names. Okay, I don't fine. think anybody cares about your kids' names. Okay. okay. And you work uh, doing something with Scientology at Dianetics. Scientology. That's that's what it is. I work for L. Ron Hubbard. Is he still alive? <laughs> yes. He is still alive, and he's in Bermuda with Tupac. Wonderful. This episode's going great so far. Uh, so basically, Grant... Why are you here? Why are you on this podcast? Why have we chosen to kick the extremely good-looking and talented Russell Berger, who's sitting in the corner, by the way, mm -hmm, off mm -hmm. of the podcast in order to have you here on the podcast? I was just off work today, and you guys didn't. You were out of ideas. So. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> uh, what are we going to talk about today? I believe we're going to talk about the theology of worship, or I guess the theology of music. Yeah. In Music in, as in, a tool for worship. Yeah, in, in the gathering, in the yeah. life of the church. Yeah. So we have you here today because you do that so well in our church. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, haven't always done it super well. Right. Have, uh, have done it for a very long time. Very long time. Uh, and you are a very talented musician. Hmm. So it's significant that as a very talented musician, you have not always used your talent well in the life of the local church. Sure. Yeah. So can you just tell... Can you just tell us a little bit about your history as a music leader in the life of the church? And it's all been in this one church. It's not like a lot of other people who have been at 15 different churches. Right. Yeah. So just tell us a little bit about your history there. Sure. Uh, I am 35 years old. I've been leading music in some capacity since I was um, <coughs> 17 or 18. Wow. Uh, learned to play guitar when I was 14 or 15. Really enjoyed it. You know, it was something I'd kind of come home from school and do on my own for a couple of hours and just... Uh, um, at some point got the opportunity to lead music, you know, for, I think for youth group, okay. you know, 17 or 18, yeah. uh, 19 or 20, the church needed someone to lead the music and yeah. I was the guy. So you were the guy. Yeah. So you started leading music at 20 years old ish. Yeah. Ish. And how old are you now? 35. Wow. That's a long time. I just said that you weren't even listening. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I did. You did say that, it's but, okay. uh, I'm here to talk, not listen. That's fine. That's what keeps the podcast interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay. Your understanding of what you should do and how you should lead as a music leader has kind of transformed over time. Oh yeah. So 
can you just kind of walk us through kind of the the many different stages of music in the life of the church at Sixth Avenue, mm-hmm. and then maybe kind of use that as a framework uh, for helping us understand your own evolution of thought on that matter? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like you already said, it is uh, somewhat unique. I've been uh, um, I've been in this same church for my entire life for thirty five years, and um, the 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 music has evolved in many different ways um, over those 35 years. Uh, when I was young, I remember specifically there being kind of a, a southern gospel vibe to the music that was led in the life of the church. Mm. Um, like I guess like a, a quartet, you know, where you'd have a bass and a. a tem- I think a tem- I think we need an example of how it sounds. No, I don't think we do. No, I don't have any to give. I'm sorry. I, I, oh, okay, I, I've put all that out of my. Mind. <laughs> okay. Um, no, but it was yeah. you know it was it was a like like a, a, a quartet where there was I would say some some musical excellence there, but it was really more of a I'd say more of a show. Okay, you know, a, yeah. a show for a particular audience. Yeah, yeah an old, yeah, an, white an, Southern Baptist audience. Uh, pretty, but 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 it wasn't a Southern Baptist church. But that's pretty what you're much about, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, okay. but, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. From there, uh, I'd say. Uh, as I was in my teenage years, we had a, a music minister and you know full full time paid staff, uh, and and there was musical excellence there. It, it shifted, it changed. I think he he played saxophone. And we had a choir. And, so you were under his leadership. Yeah, I, I wasn't leading or singing or really yeah, doing okay. anything at that time. But but you know it kind of shifted uh, towards uh, you know just a different style of music, but really kind of the same thing. You know, performance audience. Okay, as a teenager with the the way that you guys did things were you kind of just like oh this is killing me this music is terrible or where was it just kind of what you were used to you grew up in the church with that so you kind of understood it no i remember feeling that way and i also remember this was you know so in my teenage early teenage years it would have been mid 90s this is where ccm was really kicking in okay uh, i definitely remember some of that kind of working its way um trying to think of examples of songs um can't come up with any sure jars of clay michael w smith yeah maybe even like before that oh wow okay um okay yeah, so that, that, that sort of music was kind of working its way into the life of the church. And I remember singing some of those kind of types of songs in youth group and stuff sure. like that. And, uh, but anyway, so moving on, uh, around the time that I was asked to lead music, um, you know, it was really, uh, I, I remember there being this sort of rift in the church where, you know, which I think a lot of churches experienced during that time where mm. some people wanted kind of the old hymns and the old Southern gospel sort of thing. And then, yeah. and then the younger folks in the church wanted the newer stuff, right? yeah. the, the CCM stuff at the time. And so yeah. it's me as like a 19, 20 year old music leader trying to figure out how to navigate all that. Now your music minister's gone. Yeah. At this point, what happened to him? Um, I think just moved on. <clears throat> what tends to happen in churches, pastors move on, okay. ministers move on. Yeah. Okay. So that time he's focusing on performance, on excellence. Did you appreciate that at the time? Probably not. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so you you assume this role, and there's division in the church mm-hmm. over what kind of music, and you're just you're 19. You don't know anything. Right. Division so much that we actually went multi-service for about a year. Bet you didn't know that. Did not so, know yeah, that. Kind of a, a, yeah. re- a reach back to the previous uh, podcast, right? Yeah, yeah. The old reach back. Multi-service where I was uh, I was leading, I believe, the music in one of those. Yeah. Kind of the more modern. Yeah. Uh, and okay. Then, yeah, and then and then you know someone else leading music in the other service where it's just hymns. You know? But it wasn't you though. So you had co-music leaders. I think it, it's weird. I, I, this is all fuzzy. Right. I think, I kinda, kinda, it's all coming back to me. Well, it's all changed so much over yeah. time, right? And so did you have, you know, Betty leading the the older people in the first service sure. and you yeah. leading the younger people? Yeah, that's, okay. that's what it was. Yep. All right. So your solution to this problem of disunity in the church was, 
let's cement the disunity. Let's let's build it structurally into the life of the church by having us meet together at two separate times so we don't have to work through the issue. That's right. Okay. Yeah, we're going to have two churches meet in the same building, older people, younger people. I see no problem. Right. But then that didn't last. Did not last. Why? Yeah. Uh, long story. Church, okay. Church split. Okay. No need for two services anymore. Okay. Yeah, basically. Church comes back together. You're leading them. Then what happened? Yeah, and and then so from there, kind of the the philosophy of of leading music was you know do do what uh, kind of do what feels right. You know do okay. do what you think is just lead how you want to lead. You know uh, the the style of music you want, the songs you want, just lead yeah. us how you want, and we'll just follow. You know. Okay. Which I mean, in some sense, there's there's something I appreciate about that. Sure. You know, kind of giving, giving me the, the opportunity to lead as I saw fit. But yeah. at the same time, I'm 22, 23 years old at this point. I basically know nothing. Hadn't been discipled. No. Yeah. No. Maybe wasn't a Christian. Possibly not a Christian. Yeah. Yeah. Certainly yeah. weren't you. If you were, you were like the youngest of babes in Christ. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and just, you know, sort of, I know we're kind of belaboring this point, but, no, but, but moving on through that, um, you know, just leading however, kind of however I saw fit and, um, not really knowing what I was doing yeah. and no uh, theology of worship. Absolutely not. No theology yeah. of how music, sh- what the Bible says about how music should function in the life of the church. Right. Yeah. Okay. And, and from there it was just, uh, you know, a, a, still a focus on musical excellence, but sure. Just louder is better. Mm. And, um, you know, through all of this, I, I don't know if you guys see the running thread here, but it's, it was performance oriented. Yeah. Musical excellence is good, yeah. but it was performance oriented and, very much, you know, musicians on a stage, an audience, not really participating in that worship. Yeah. 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 Okay. So then what happened? Uh, not to give you too much credit, but then I met you. Okay. And uh, you began discipling me quite a bit and uh, just kind of showing me various things. Music, part of it, but then just discipling me in other ways. And uh, yeah, but, but a part of that, you're showing me what the Bible says about how we worship in the gathering, how yeah. we sing together and, and what that even is. Yeah. And I wasn't a pastor of the church at this time. No. So we met, uh, Grant was, <laughs> this is a whole nother story, but Grant basically most likely got saved sometime before and looked around the church where he had been for this whole time leading music and said, Oh no, this is not good. Yeah. And then you began to pray about it. You felt a call to preach, mm-hmm. to lead in the church, but you were very wise and very patient. Eventually your pastor, I mean, when I say eventually, I mean very soon mm-hmm. your pastor left uh, you asked if you could preach. They said yes, and you basically became the interim pastor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I met you kind of right around that time, mm-hmm. and you asked if I would come fill in for you one Sunday. Right. It's because you needed a break. Yeah. Grant was tired. <laughs> Grant <laughs> was real tired. Excuse me. Full-time job, four kids, wife, mortgage. Yeah. Everything. Preaching. <laughs> preaching, uh, teaching Bible study, leading music. I mean. Discipling, learning what discipleship means. Yeah. yeah you were Superman for a little while mm-hmm. by God's grace. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and leading music during that time. Right. At which point. I just said that. Now who's not paying oh, attention? Okay, fine. Uh, at which oh, point. Man, my I, stuff. Yeah. Okay. Are you done? Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. Um, no. I During this time, I also, you know, as I began to really see the word and really begin to love the word, I began to, to ask myself, what does it say about about music what does it say about how we should worship sure. and then, you know what i found and i i, I think we're going to get into this a little bit is is that there's not a ton of prescription in the new testament about singing but what there is like in ephesians 5 and, yeah. and i think in colossians as well uh is when you come together as as a gathering you sing 
songs and hymns and spiritual songs, making melody to the Lord in your heart. Mm -hmm. But you sing these things to the Lord and you sing them to each other. Mm -hmm. That's pretty significant. It's really key. Yeah. Yeah. Because everything in my life and in, in observing and leading up to this point had been musical excellence, performance, mm -hmm. and no little to no focus on congregational singing and what that even meant. I didn't yeah. even really understand what that meant. Yeah. Yeah. So we got together after the first time I preached at your church. Maybe the second time. I don't know. I sure. preached maybe three times mm -hmm. be before I was at the church. Mm -hmm. uh, and one of the times we got together, and, and I, as gentle as I can possibly be with who I am, the brood of a human being I am, I said, hey, I got some things that might be able to, that you that you should maybe consider about how you guys do, do church, right? right? And one of the things that we talked about was music. And I still remember sitting across from you at Waffle House and just saying, uh, brother, it was so loud that not only could I not hear other people, I couldn't hear myself sing, right? right? And, uh, you know, you were typical Grant. You were at first like, well, first of all, what do you mean? Like, I need you to further define. I was probably a little defensive. And then you were defensive, mm -hmm. right? And and part of the def I need you to define is part of the definition, right? Like, I'm not being de uh, defensiveness. I'm not being defensive. I just want you to define. But, but just very quickly after that, uh, you began to kind of reassess. I gave you a couple of scriptures. You read them. And, uh, and then you immediately began to make changes. Mm -hmm. You couldn't, you couldn't stop the train immediately, right? I mean, it was a bullet train, right? So you couldn't just lock the brakes on, right? But I watched you over the course of the next six months try to slowly transform, undo some of the stuff that you had spent the last maybe two decades yeah. doing in the church. Right? Uh, how did people receive that? Uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but people don't like change. Most of the time. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And yeah. I think people had gotten used to, you know, it's kind of funny to think back on it. I think people had gotten used to <coughs> the focus being on the performers. Yeah. And because you guys were really good. Yeah. And, and they're not being amazing. They're not being any expectation on the part of the congregation, you know? So, yeah. So once you sort of peel back those layers and let's say, you know, I just, I show up with just a guitar and it's yeah. just me and a guitar. Yeah. Now you can hear everything. You can yeah. hear everything that everyone's doing. Or yeah. You can hear everything that everyone's thinking. Right. And, <laughs> and, and I remember those first, those first few times that we really tried to dial back the, the volume yeah. you know, just to start. And, um, I remember people being uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. One of the favorite stories that I have is we have an elderly lady in our church who was very much opposed to the young, loud rock style music that you initiated into the church. Mm -hmm. But then she fell in love with it because it was done so well. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then eventually when you began to make changes, not towards old, we're not going back to where we were before old Southern gospel, whatever. We just kind of tried to make it less performance oriented, more congregational, uh, yeah, less loud, so on and so forth. Yeah. Uh, she did not like that at all. Funny. Yeah. She, yeah. She had fallen in love with the concert venue now. Right? right. Right. Uh, so we last, last place on earth we expected to have any opposition was from one of the older members of the church. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, so, but people didn't respond very well. Now, having said that we made it through mm -hmm. here. We are so many months later, uh, you survived <laughs> barely. No. You survived barely. <laughs> Uh, and when I first came to the church and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm trying to like build a, a certain flavor into the culture of the church as far as music and worship goes. Yeah, and you're trying to gently navigate through change. Very and gently. Like and yeah. I, I know, I, I know I probably made a bunch of mistakes, uh, but you were there to help me and you took a lot of that heat. Yeah. Um, but having said that, the, the singing in the congregation 
after having spent two decades in a performance oriented experience and just other people who had come to the church, maybe who hadn't been there before, if they were to go to any other church in town, they would get the same thing. Right. So that's just kind of part of the, the Christian milieu. Right. Uh, we did not sing at all. You know, it's funny about that is I remember a lot of people telling, you know, a lot of people built me up over time. Mm. We really love the music. We really yeah. love what you guys are doing. Yeah. We just love worshiping with yeah. you guys. And then when we peeled back those layers, what we've, found is that I don't think people were worshiping. Yeah. I think they were observing and, yeah. and they weren't really doing what the new Testament prescribes for us to do when we come yeah. together. Yeah. So how did we, how did we tackle not, not just you and me, but just the elders in the church in general, how did we tackle that issue of trying to get people to sing? Um, lead by example. Yeah. Yeah. I think you and a few others that really understood what it means for a congregation to come together and sing. I think you guys did a really good job of just leading from the front. Okay. You know, I'm going to, you, you'll say it yourself. You don't have a good singing voice, right? You're, you're mostly tone deaf, right? Mostly entirely. Yeah. But every Sunday morning when we begin to sing, you will stand at the front and you will sing at the top of your lungs. Right. Yeah. And, and you are Much to the chagrin of the people next to me. That's right. And Grant on stage. He's like, ha, Try. Ha, ha. <laughs> But what you're doing is you're, you're, first of all, you're worshiping, I think, as the New Testament yeah, prescribes yeah. us to do. I'm not just up there thinking, oh, I'm going to show these people how right. to sing. But, but at the same time, you really are. You're, you're showing a congregation, look, folks, you may be able to sing really well. You may not be able to sing at all. Either way, it's okay. This is what we're called to do. The, the Bible doesn't say sing really loudly songs to one another. If you can sing well and if you can't, then be quiet. No, it says right. everybody come together and, and sing together. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think you and several others did a really good job of just leading from the front. Yeah. yeah. So we did that. Uh, we spent a lot of time teaching. Yeah. We spent a lot of time teaching. We spent a lot of time talking to people and just saying like, hey, look at these, look at these verses. And, and when I say these verses, I don't just mean Colossians and Ephesians. I mean, like if you, like a, a third of the Psalms are just saying, Hey, look at who God is. Look at what God has done to save you. Now cry out to him, rejoice all you peoples of the earth, sing to the Lord. Right. And then you have this picture of heaven, right. And all we're going to do in heaven is spend the rest of eternity crying out to God and song about what he's done for us and the personal work of his son, Jesus Christ to, yeah. to, to get us there. And our only response is to cry out and sing. Uh, we didn't convince everybody with that argument. Uh, but I think the vast majority of the people, even people who don't like to sing, people like me who are not naturally inclined to sing, hmm. uh, really saw what God's word had to say about it. And uh, there was just a lot of humility and repentance on that front. And I think that really helped us to make progress. Yeah. And so uh, we uh, had a visitor last week in our service, a musician, in fact. And he did he talk to you or Russell after the service? Russell. He talked to Russell after the service. And uh, do you remember the main compliment that he paid Russell about the church? Yeah, I believe it, it was that he could hear the congregation singing. He could yeah. hear the people singing. He was impressed by the congregational singing of the church. Our congregation of 30 people. Yeah. And, and yeah. listen, I'm not trying to pat, pat us on the back and say we're, we're doing it perfectly right. Uh, it's just an illustration to say it's significant that a guy come in, came into a room with 30 people singing their hearts out and he was moved by it. He was impressed by it. Yeah. Uh, I spent, uh, the night before at a particular engagement where there were 200 people in a room and they were a third as loud as us. They, they just, their hearts weren't in it, you know? And so I think what's significant when you come into our church or any church that has a theolo theology of congregational singing is that they've learned to rightly understand the role of music in the act of worship. Right. Yeah. 
Grant, in closing, what is the number one thing that you think you would tell young Grant? And by young Grant, I mean ignorant Grant, right? No no theology of worship Grant. Uh, all the skills, but that's it, right? And right. so you could replace young Grant with anybody else, yeah. right? Any other kind of young worship leader. What's the one thing that you would tell him uh, if you could do it all over again? Yeah, I, I think some of that's probably bled out as we've been talking sure. here. Um, musical excellence is good. I think it, I think it's important to a certain degree, but it's not the focus, yeah. right? And I mean, I'd probably just say it's going to sound similar to a lot of things that you guys have said on this podcast, talking about various things in ecclesiology. Um, that it's it's not a stage with performers. It's not an audience it's uh it's a church made up of people all coming together all singing together with one um, voice with one voice yeah. yeah and and if i could go back and tell you know younger grant 15 years ago uh i would just say that you know musical excellence, musical excellence is good but stop putting your focus on that yeah and, and focus on what you can do to get the people to sing yeah yeah and i think you know if you're if you're a worship leader listening to this and and you or you're part of a church that that does some of the things that we've done in the past. I think erroneously, you know, singing the music's way too loud, and we're not really singing, worshiping together. And we have churches like that, and you know, there's churches like that everywhere. Yeah. Um, I think what I would say, if if you're a worship leader, then and, and you're thinking about this, and maybe you're thinking about this for the first time, you know, maybe maybe I'm leading, and I and I'm leading, maybe what you observe now is poorly. Uh, I think what I would recommend is just pray about this and consider what the scriptures say. Uh, and then do what you can to just slowly, gently uh, try to change the culture of how people sing in your church. Yeah. Um, if you're part of a church where this is happening, I, I mean, there's probably some other issues there in the ecclesiology, but right. but I would say you know if you're if this is your church and you're 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 I don't want to say stuck, but this you're going to stay in this church. Sure. Um, just do your best to to do your part. Sing loudly. Worship worship the Lord uh, from your heart and encourage those around you. No, don't just worship the Lord, but do what the scriptures say to sing to others around you. Yeah, yeah. that's right. And, and just try to encourage people in that way. Yeah. yeah, and you may be in a position where you're not the guy, you're under the guy, or your pastor kind of won't let you make the changes that you think you should in light of some of the things that scripture says. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if that's you, you might just need to make a decision about whether or not to stay there. You know, I don't want to bind your conscience one way or another. But if you are the guy and you're in a position where you can make those changes, yeah, do so slowly, gently, yeah. and prayerfully. Yeah. And if you're in that position and you want to post something in the comments, you know, yeah. I'll be around. Be glad to help answer questions. It's been it's been quite an evolution for me as a, as a music leader. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I, I've certainly not always had this figured out. Yeah, and, and still working on it. Yeah. Any suggestions for anything for people to read? Uh, Keith and Kristen Getty sing. Okay. Yeah, that'd be my recommendation. And we will put that in the link. And by we, I mean Russell. Sounds good. What's your sign off? I don't have. Oh no, this is bad. You got to have one. a sign off. You're on a podcast now. Uh, I'm really on the spot. Here. Signing off for DC Podcast. This is Sean. This is Grant. We love you. Thanks, guys.